Hi everyone, welcome to MathUK episode 5. Uh, my name is Lauren and I'm hosting this podcast. Um, today we've got an interview with a Nultra runner that runs Nultra after Ultras after Ultras and following a low-carb, high-fat diet like me. Um, it's a very interesting interview where he goes in-depth about the nutrition and the low-carb culture. And yeah, you're going to learn a lot from it. Um, I sure did. Um, such a nice guy, such an awesome guy. We could have spoken all night, but we had to stop it after an hour, obviously, because it's going to be a bit too long for the podcast. Um, so yeah, that's where we are. Uh, a bit more about myself this week. Um, I've just run uh, half marathon Saturday. Uh, which went very well. I didn't need any nutrition and I did it in a relatively good time so I was really happy with my results. Shows training is paying off. Um, I beat my PD of 5k and 10k during the race and that was with me not even pushing myself too much. So very promising for the marathon and hopefully I'll I would have achieved uh, a couch to ultra by the end of the year. So I started in January my couch to 5k and gradually built up following the math method. And hopefully in December I will maybe do an ultra. So we'll see how that goes. And if it does, then I'll be just showing that you can do it if you want to do it if you adopt the right nutrition and the right training so hope you enjoy the interview hope you enjoy this show and yeah that's it happy running ta hello hi how are you doing yeah can you see me uh, no uh, see a picture of your wife, I guess, but not... <laughs> yeah, no, I can see a picture of your baby daughter. <laughs> <laughs> um, my video is turned on. I'm working on. Oh, ah, yeah. There you go, I can see you. Right, brilliant. I'm going to take the laptop upstairs. I can't see you at the moment. I don't know if there's something that you need to... I'm presuming you need to do something from your end. Okay, we'll have a look. Okay, buffering, green. Ah, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hang on, one sec. Oh, what a crazy day. Yeah. Yeah, I just, cheers, John. About five minutes before you called, that's when I got home. Okay, just getting back to the trip upstairs. Um, yeah, I went for some um, treatment on my legs after racing the weekend. So. Oh, yeah. Pretty much straight from work. Treatment at home. I was feeding my face as I was replying to you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. Hello. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I wanted to do an interview of you because who told me you were training on math? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm really interested about math. Um, I've been training with math since January now. Um, I'm trying to do couch to ultra rather than couch to 5k. <laughs> so, so far I've done 5k, 10k, half marathon, I've got marathon next month. So, uh, it's a lot in one year, but it works with math. Um, so I do interviews on the podcast of different athletes that use it, mostly runners. Yeah. That either use it as a whole or use it a bit or and you know, just you get interested in something so you explore every area, don't you, and research it. So um who told me about you? Uh, after you and my bagels <laughs> and you say you need to talk to that guy so that's why so um, he's filming right now <laughs> just to let you know 
Um, do you want to tell us about you as a runner, as a whole picture, and then we'll go a bit more into math after that? Yeah, um, running on and off most of my life, but not really having much direction in what I was doing and why I was running. And then it was only four years ago, somebody mentioned the word ultra running. Didn't have a clue. Yeah. I was just doing 10Ks and a half marathons, running around like a headless chicken, really. Yeah. Somebody explained what ultra running was all about, and it sort of hit something in me. So basically, I found out I could run slower, but I could run for a lot longer. Um, and I just liked the idea of it. So, typical man, no training, no preparation, just jumped straight into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, it hurt. <laughs> yeah. So, two months later, I did another 24 event because I'm a stupid man. Um, and then after that, I thought, right, if I'm going to do this, I've got to do it properly. So, I was running for four years. Um, nutrition was always a problem, mainly because there was too much choice at checkpoints. Yeah. And I like it. If it was jam sandwiches, a bowl of crisp, and a hot dog, that'd be like brilliant. That'll do. Yeah. But you get there and there's a table full of all different varieties. It's like walking into a wedding buffet. <laughs> and then I'd be like too confused. I'd, I'd want everything. Yeah. And then I'd end up walking out with nothing. It'd be like a squig of coke and maybe a crisp and I'm gone. Yeah. And then I'd, I'd be fading dismally 10 miles down the road. So I had to find something. I discovered Tailwind, um, the Tailwind Nutrition about two years yeah. ago. Somebody mentioned it, so I looked into it, and it works. It really helped me out. But it also taught me to stick to one type of nutrition, not just shove food down your face just for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, and then that helped me build my confidence in my ultra running, and that went, moved on and moved on. And then at T184 last year, it wasn't until the end of the event that some, I heard somebody talk this low-carb, high-fat stuff, and I was like, okay, what's all this? And I was like, being nosy on the conversation that two guys were having. Yeah. One had won the event the previous year in a record time. So I'm thinking, well, that could be a good sign. If he's using it and it works, it's yeah. not worth listening to. So my wife and I looked into it when we got home, we asked a little questions. And I said, well, hang on, you're supposed to carve up before a race. You're supposed to go to pasta parties and all that lot. And yeah, that's the one myth, isn't food. it? Yeah. This can't work. <laughs> Um, so we went on to the website called Diet Doctor. Yeah, yeah. With, is it Noakes, he's called? Yeah, Noakes, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Guy from South Africa. Yeah. And I went there and it was explained in a language that I understood. <clears throat> it was simple. So I went on, we looked into it, liked what we read, understood what we read, which was the important bit, and it made sense. Yeah. So I thought, well, we'll give it a go. And that was... Uh, October last year. Yeah. So we thought, we can't lose anything, and we've got everything to gain. It's not going to kill us, it's not going to hurt us. And 12 months later, it's the best thing we've both done. Yeah. Um, and it sort of goes against the grain, doesn't it, in what we're taught? Yeah, well, yeah, completely. I was, I was quite surprised because I'm a chef. I was trained, yeah. you know, as a chef, and you told at your know, catering school that carbs are good for you, grains good for you, sugars is good for you. Obviously in equal amounts, not in excess. But, and then I found the math method and I was just amazed more I digged into it and more I saw the nutrition side. I was like, well, well how does it work? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you mean I eat funny. bacon and egg and I can run forever? <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I've been up to my longest without eating a talk on pure fat burn. Yeah. It's been 45 miles. Wow. That's no breakfast, just a cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, sometimes a black coffee with some coconut oil. And then I've been just water on the run. And yeah. not a stupid speed. About 10, 10 and a half minute mile. Uh, and was amazed at how comfortable it was. Yeah. And now, it doesn't guarantee it's going to work every day. No. Because obviously, a lot of it depends on what we've had the day before as well. Yeah, of course. Um, so it's just, I think I'm over the surprise and the shock of it, and now it's normal, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, to me, it's becoming just the way I eat in general. And it's not a training, it's just how I eat every day. So. It, I think the benefit, health benefits that I'm feeling, um, I've lost, I didn't have much weight to carry, but I've lost weight. I've trimmed out, it's got rid of like, I suppose the excess fat that yeah. I'm doing, just hanging around. Um, yeah. So I've trimmed down that. So obviously, running later lot better I feel healthier I feel cleaner inside because if it, I think nothing about it, a massive big bag of chips with eggs and yeah. all the other crap that goes in there pasta meals I'd stack it like a mountain it's yeah. huge and we haven't had pasta chips we've had the odd bag of chips here and there between us when we've been out running and we're desperate for something we yeah uh, stupid o'clock in the morning but now it feels weird seeing that food in front of me um, and the difference has been fantastic my wife's lost a shed of weight yeah uh, again she wasn't massively big but she's under nine stone yeah she's really happy she hasn't been that for I think she had 25 years so psychologically it feels better for her as well and for me and we're eating all the processed food's gone yeah definitely it's so much nicer real food than I found out that making it yourself, it's not actually taking that much time. It takes you as long to go to the kebab shop or to the fish and chip shop, but it won't take you to make something. So, yeah. yeah I think it teaches you. It's, we, we went vegetarian going back maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. And you sort of were forced to be creative yeah. with food. Yeah. And I think this is the same way. So, cauliflower for us is, our, is pretty much our potato. Yeah. That's our go-to main vegetable. Cauliflower, that's all broccoli a little way behind that. Yeah. So what you can create with cauliflower, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've tried it raw, not, not, it's not great. No. <laughs> but like, <laughs> even it's amazing, like, I can make some meals that my wife doesn't follow the same diet, but I make the meals and she enjoys them. And sometimes she's some of the meals she'll say it's better than the real thing so it's a win difference. I thought missing cutting out the mainstays of bread pasta rice and we've cut bread out as well yeah we didn't, I didn't realise how high the carbs were yeah they definitely didn't take carbs but I didn't realise they were that high yeah and I thought well hang on that sort of thing I have every day so I've got toast in the mornings etc pasta meals and so on so on then when somebody said well just use cauliflower, use broccoli, use this, use that. It was actually brilliant not to have them there. It's like, I was told, well, yeah, you can eat as much bacon as you want, you can eat as many sausages as you want, you can eat all your fatty foods and your creams and your yogurt. And like, <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye, rice, pasta. <laughs> I don't need you. <laughs> it's all right for me. I love cheese and meat. and So, yeah. well, I'm quite good with the taste. The only, the only negative yeah. is sometimes when we go out to, to eat somewhere, yeah. going to a pub or to a restaurant sometimes that can be a bit tricky yeah. trying to get a, a decent low carb high fat meal yeah uh, generally I sometimes I negotiate and haggle with the waiters and say can I have some of this off that one some of this off that one yeah I do the same we can come to a price on it yeah because uh, like if you go they look weird when you ask for sausages with yeah. gorgons and the trees cheese draped over the top of it yeah but it's Nothing like else. if I go somewhere like and you know you go to a cafe with the kids or whatever when you go out on the day out and I'd have the burger but without the bun and extra salad yeah. so it's not like a massive deal of, for me anyway like I always can find something yeah there's, there's something there I mean just sometimes you gotta just hunt down through the menu a little bit yeah Look at it a little bit closer rather than just yeah. before I'd go, oh, lasagna, yeah, that'll do. Yeah. And you've got to like, scrutinize the menu yeah. a little bit more. I think, I think uh, maybe because, because of my chef background, I know my, you know, my ingredients, so I kind of quite easily analyze what's in each dish and I know what will be the carbs and not, so I kind of yeah. like, really quickly find. Yeah, well, I that took us as not being a chef and not really being one who cooked much, not really. That took us a little bit of time. Yeah. Of earning 
But the good thing about the diet doctor website, what it said basically would be vegetables. If it grows below ground, it's high carb. Yeah. Above ground, it's low carb. That yeah. made it a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. It's a simple thing to understand. Yeah. Our biggest shock was how much sugar they put yeah. in foods from the supermarkets that you wouldn't expect to find sugar in. Well, that was one thing that shocked me at the beginning when I started. It was like, right, I need low carb, high fat, high protein, low sugar, don't get processed food, don't get. And then I walked into a supermarket and I looked around me and I was like, hold on. Like, they're selling us all them carbs constantly. And the low carb bit is basically just the fresh produce out of the whole supermarket. And I thought that was a, that was quite a big shock to realize that, you know, that we have been fed all this, and then it's actually not that good for us. Yeah. Well, my wife has a um, what's the word? Conspiracy theory that the sugar <laughs> companies are are back in the supermarkets. Well, probably, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all advertising and. If it if if they provide it, then and they don't provide the good food, then people will buy what's provided, isn't it? It's yeah, true. But the, the man, the surprising thing is, in our supermarket, that's about half a mile down the road, the first section you hit is the fruit and veg. Yeah. So it's not tucked out of the way. See, but it's amazing how people detour yeah. the fruit and veg, go yeah. in the back of the CDs. And go straight over for the crap. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that we don't eat all that plant stuff. <laughs> we eat a lot. Well, we used to eat a lot. We don't eat as much now. But we used to eat a lot of sausages and bacon. Yeah. And we used to get it from the supermarkets because you get some good deals down there and a good variety of flavours. Yeah. And the sugar content in sausages is surprising. Yeah. yeah, you have to be so, very careful. Yeah, we've ended now just we buy from the butchers. Yeah. Yeah, I know I spend a lot of time in the supermarket just looking at the labels, see what they put in everything. Just been so careful. So is skillet soup, sugar in soup. Yeah. Make soup quite regular because we boil down a chicken carcass, etc., etc. Yeah. And you don't use sugar in my soup. No. Uh, As a chef, when you make it from fresh, you wouldn't put it either, like in a restaurant. So why is it put in? Commercial soup, I don't know. This is where we go back to my wife's conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's on, on the running side of it, I mean, on, on lifestyle, it becomes easier. I suppose it's like going from going to become vegetarian, I suppose, or if you're yeah. a vegetarian, you want to become a vegan. If you do a bit of, spend a bit of time researching, you'll get it wrong a few times. Not the end of the world. But enjoy it I've enjoyed looking now and learning yeah. my eyes have been opened up a lot wider to the food and supermarket etc etc and the benefits yeah uh, it's taught us to cook better cleaner healthier which is really surprising the amount of food we've never throw away or give away because we don't use it anymore it's yeah. really really good yeah bags this and tins of that it's just been sat in the bottom of the, the cupboard yeah um We've now stopped dying, calling it a diet because as soon as I mention the word diet, people think, oh, it's one of these fads where you lose weight. Yeah. So, well, now it's more of a lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. So I agree. Not for being vegetarian, vegan, etc., etc. For me, low carb, high fat is a way of eating. Yeah. Um, and I, I think even if I wasn't running, or if I suddenly had to stop running, yeah. I'd, I'd stay with what I'm doing. I wouldn't change it just because I'm not running. No, me neither. No. I, I don't miss that feeling of feeling bloated or tired after eating or, you know, like, I eat. And, and then you don't have to eat all the time. You only eat when you're hungry. Once you pass yes. that first sugar craving. Yeah, see, some people want the opposite. In the early days when I was asking lots of questions, some people say, oh, God, I had to eat 10 times as much as normal because it wasn't infinite. So I said, well, then you're just being greedy. Yeah. You must have been doing beforehand was stuffing yourself, and now you're trying to match that. Yeah. I very, before I would do the same, I'd gorge. If there was food in the plate, I'd have to eat all of it. Yeah. No matter what it was. Now my portion sizes have dropped 
not dramatically, but no. it certainly dropped. Yeah, yeah. Lighter meals, but more more meals over the course of a day. So on a weekend, I might, I'll have like a light breakfast. I might be just have just a spoonful of yogurt. Yeah. And dinner might be some ham and cheese. Then tea would be a main meal. Yeah. Then mostly, I could also have a pudding afterwards before as well. Yeah. A big bowl of ice cream, etc., etc. Yeah. Now that I've eaten, I'll skip that one. But then nine o'clock, I'll have some cheese and crackers or yeah. a bus. We made the the LCHF crisp breads. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really nice, and you can play with the recipe as well. Yeah. What flavour that most? Yeah. And that works. So I might, I might say I'm eating smaller meals, but four or five times a day. Yeah. So I find is better. But I find, um, I find, a fasting day. Yeah, exactly. I was coming to that. Like I found some days I can skip meals and it's not bothering me. And like then you end up having like a twelve-hour fast and without like any problem. Like you almost don't realize. I've gone. I've gone twenty. Occasionally, I'll do a twenty-four hour. So all right. Example would be my, I would like eat tonight, then get up in the morning, have yeah. a coffee, cup of tea, yeah. But then just drink water throughout the day. Yeah. Then go for a run after work, yeah. about 10, 12 miles, and then come home and eat. Yeah. And the amount of energy. At first, the first time I did it, I was a bit wobbly. A couple of 10 miles down to about five. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the more I do it, the stronger I become on that, that yeah. end of the time run. And I've also, I don't know if you've got it, I don't go to the end of a run anymore. No. Well, I'd, I'd be like Henry the Hoover. Go around the house and the food covers and just Only if I do a race. I think if yeah. I if I race like like when I do shorter race, um after it I'm so hungry. <laughs> right. But um it's like but I won't take anything during the run. I mean even though over there I did a twenty mile charity run and um I didn't eat uh, fast the morning I was fasted, I only had the coffee. And I only use electrolytes during the run because previously when it was hot I I got a bit dehydrated so now I always carry electrolytes just in case. I think it's the way I sweat, I lose quite a lot of salt in my sweat. So it makes me more dehydrated. So I use electrolytes to compensate that. And um so I didn't eat anything on the run and I came back and when when I came back at night then I was hungry yeah but during the run I was fine so from when you've changed to as your your times changed at all on your oh yeah 5-10k yeah they got faster slower faster a lot at first I wouldn't believe it because I thought you know I'm running slower I'm training slow I don't have any carbs to boost me up, you know, I don't have a rocket. <laughs> and, uh, and then I went to the race thinking this is going to be a disaster. And then uh, I ended up, um, when I went, the 5k, the first 5k I did, I was on normal diet. Although I'd never been too keen on bread, but I still eat like oats and sugary products and stuff. And after the 5k, I started properly uh, LCHF. But, um, so that was like on just normal carbs and stuff. But then I did a 10k, uh, I think it was two and a half months later. So it's not that much time. But to, during that time, I was doing LCHF and just math running. I would not do any tempo or anything, just math, completely math. And then I, f- I went to the 10K and I thought, this is not going to end well. I'm going to be so slow and sluggish. It'll be terrible. And I ended up second in my category, <laughs> which well, I was I, really yeah. good. And uh, I beat my 5K time and a 10K time that I, I've done in training by like yeah. quite a lot. I think I beat my 5K time by two minutes. So it's a massive improvement. Yeah, the reason why I asked because um, probably four or five months ago, I was during a Facebook conversation, somebody said that, oh, it's good, but it kills the speed in your legs for the shorter runs. Yeah. Great, they said great as the diesel runs, so the yeah. runs 30, 40 miles on. Yeah. He said up and down here, same pace, nice and slow, steady, but go all day long. 
it's short speed and short distance it kills the speed in your legs so I said well what is a short distance yeah because that means different things to different people so for some reason she then didn't come back she whether she lost her contact mobile signal or whatever I don't know yeah so I had to think about it right, so let's start from the beginning so I thought let's start 5k so yeah. at the bottom start a park run so I ran 13 miles to a park run yeah I thought oh and it was all um, off-road so it was nice and steady nothing stupid speed-wise yeah. but if any guys had been in there I'll get rid of that on a 13 mile no breakfast just water so if I've got anything at all from the day before yeah. I'll get it off I knocked a minute and a half off my parking time yeah. that's how I run 13 miles there <laughs> or okay maybe it was just one of those days where everything worked so two weeks later I went back repeated it yeah. and I was two seconds slower the PB that I set two weeks previous to that yeah. I thought okay that's good did the same approach but not a 30 mile run before and I thought right let's do a 10k and then I'll do a half marathon yeah. I beat my PB by 50 seconds on my 10k yeah. and that's now down to 40 minutes 20 and a half marathon I went, <clears throat> excuse me from 134 to 128 wow that's good no breakfast not taking yeah. anything on board during the event as well and I then it was only about six weeks ago I think it was um, it was during the school summer holidays so yeah it would have been probably around six weeks ago yeah my marathon time again similar style no nutrition from 323 down to 315 oh wow that's a big difference yeah. I think I proved. <laughs> yeah, well, I've done half marathon on Saturday, and during the half marathon, I beat my 5k time, but I wasn't running at full potential. I was like, because I've got a marathon in six weeks, I thought I don't want to push too hard. It's more like a long run, training run, but in race condition. So I was, I was like, you know, running to fill. So comfortable pace and um, I had a friend with me that was a bit faster than me so I kept him back and when I needed to push a bit he, a bit like we were pacing each other to balance it and then um, anyway I was really comfortable and I beat my PB of 5k during the half marathon and I wasn't pushing myself and then I got yeah, I got a little bit of a niggle in my IT band by mile nine, I think. So I dropped a bit the pace, but I still bit my 10k PB then. And then I ended up finishing in 150, but like the last three miles, I was, I was really dropping the pace because I thought I don't want to make it worse or anything, but I want to finish the race. So I just plodded till the end and I did it in 150. So I was quite glad. That's pretty good going, isn't it? Yeah. My, my, I, I'm not big on the science behind stuff and the technical side. So I, I just, like you said, just now that run to fear. Yeah. Generally, how I've, I've ran for a lot of time. So I don't wear a watch. No. Use the etc. Yeah. Um, and for me, I find, because we've got so much fat stored, yeah. you see, you have to replace what you use and, yeah. and all the rest of it. But with the carb, the car you run out of energy too quick. Yeah. Well, you Whereas can only store 90 minutes in your body. Even, no matter how much, in my head, is, no matter how much effort you put in, yeah. the fat will burn evenly. You won't crash drastically as you, you would on your carbs. Yeah. And then you're frantically searching for gels or robbing bars of chocolate off children and all that sort of stuff we were watching. Yeah, I saw them on the half marathon. They were sucking on the gel and something. There was no tomorrow by like from mile eight onwards. Yeah. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't yeah. need no that much sugar and carbohydrate to be yeah. put into you on that distance. Yeah, I mean, exactly. For me, it's a short distance. However, yeah. it might be a long distance, but you shouldn't be cramming all that stuff in you. Yeah. And the amount of people I say to me, they have like that um, belt and they've got like eight or nine gels all stuck in like an ammunition belt yeah. and I'm saying to people like you're doing a half marathon what are you doing oh yeah every 20 minutes I've got a gel yeah yeah that's the trend you isn't it you put in your neck for two hours two and a half hours yeah. however long it takes to complete it I said your problem now is that you're going to crash after this yeah and then your neck run your body can go oh 
we can't do this, we need one of those. I said, then you become hooked and dependent yeah. on that carbohydrates. I said, you need to get off. Well, it's like, uh, this, it works really well. My my friend that was running with me, he's now an LCHF, and he was drinking some kind of like high protein, high carb Cristiano Ronaldo drink or whatever. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was full of carbs. And yeah. um, anyway, and when we finished, we finished a minute apart from each other because I had dropped my pace on the last bit. But um, my wife was at uh, the finish line with the kids waiting and uh, she said my friend when he finished looked pale like a ghost and like absolutely exhausted and said you yeah. just trod along and you look fresh you didn't yeah. look tired or anything I, I've been there and done all these I had um, I got hooked in on the what they call for goodness shakes yeah. so you can have like a pre-run drink during a run drink post-run etc from yeah. recovery and I failed for the, the hype. Yeah. It's nice, there's a good product, et cetera, et cetera. And then we accidentally found out how much sugar was in there. So I wasn't looking yeah. at the back. No. So I was just thinking. Somebody said they work, they're good. Yeah. So, so I believe them. We were watching a program about, um, I think it may have been linked to sugar in drinks and food, but it's certainly about food and what we eat. And they come up to something like the seventh worst drink yeah. for the highest sugar content. It was like, you're joking me, aren't you? So, ditch them straight away and all I use my recovery drink is milk yeah I've been doing it for about two years it worked absolutely brilliant it's cheap it's not laced with sugar yeah uh, and I, I don't get it when people buy like say these Ronaldo drinks and all the other yeah. rubbish Facebook super and um, the latest one is the protein drinks they are I think they call it, I think they say they're fortified with our super proteins or extra <laughs> like, no, you just put milk in it yeah yeah it's mostly <laughs> milk powder it's not even real milk it's milk powder it's yeah we, we've been drinking raw milk now for uh, about a year maybe 18 months like yeah. that. we bought it from a local farmer I like that you said raw milk because lots of people don't know how much sugar is in milk when it's been like semi-skimmed and skimmed and yes yeah. that was one of the reasons why we stopped looking for different because we again local 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 supermarket has not on road Morrison's we buy the milk from there yeah makes sense yeah and it's just milk isn't it it's the sweetness yeah. starts to taste sweeter yeah and I said to Paul Lorraine one day I said I'm sure people are putting sugar in this it tastes like sugar's been added yeah then it's the container so then we started looking and on the odd occasion we may run out of raw milk because we've not been able to get over to the farm and we buy from a supermarket and it's horrible yeah. it is really nasty stuff um, but the raw milk was good it tastes great it's all the natural stuff in there it's only a pound a litre so it's the same as what we'll pay in the supermarket yeah. and the money all goes to the farmer but as a recovery drink it's perfect yeah um, you can rehydrate you've got all the benefits of it etc well me, definitely why pay two and a half quid for a little 500 mil bottle when you can pay a quid for a litre yeah to me it makes no sense um, so it's how is it progressing up the only time I struggled was this weekend at a 75 mile ultra event in Scotland oh yeah the Ben Nevis one yeah the Ben Nevis ultra yeah I, had, I didn't have any breakfast I was in a bit of a flat in the morning I wasn't as calm and prepared as I normally um, yeah I got up a bit later than I thought. I thought I had more time. So I didn't have any breakfast. I was eating nuts as I was running. It wasn't working because we had to shift along in some days. No. Um, we got to mile 50. Yeah. It was the second, one of the support points where they actually had food. And I was just eating anything. <laughs> I was having cheese and pickle sandwiches, little quarters. <laughs> I was eating flapjacks. I said to the guy, Chris, was one of them, I said, no breakfast screwed up 50 miles in I'm yeah. going to get everything and anything I can get inside me now um, and it served the purpose on the day yeah. you know, I, to get, I still had another 25 miles to go and I still had Ben Nevis to climb yeah. it was a case of desperate times oh yeah but <laughs> yeah. 
I, I always carry emergency food on me just in case yeah. because you know like you said sometimes it just doesn't work and yeah I mean just, it's weird because the day before I had 10 tons more than I would normally yeah so I don't know why maybe it's because of terrain it was a, it was a tough event yeah it was a week before at Snowdonia yeah 58 miles yeah and I had uh, about 300 grams of um cashew nuts and walnuts and almonds that I'd mixed up from home yeah that 300 gram bag like a bag that I bought from a shop previously with egg and stuff and I refilled it yeah I had two bags of crisp and then I had a oh, what's it a little Welsh cake type bread I can't think sorry brief. yeah that's the one is it like the fruit cake yeah yeah you put peanut butter on it yeah no piece of that yeah that's 58 miles yeah. And just so easy, so comfortable. Yeah. Felt great. So there's a, a good example of one day you can be fine, and another day you're not going to get the same yeah. results, so to speak. Um, but the fact I don't have to carry, especially in the you don't have to carry so much food. Yeah, definitely. Not. Yeah. Pretty much nothing at all. Yeah. Uh, the bagels towards the end of Snowdonia were just like. For me, it was like having a big bowl of ice cream. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we, we did it um, for the Penclin Ultra, um, but we had them at the first checkpoint because it started at five o'clock in the morning, so we made them for their breakfast, and yeah. uh, they quite liked it. Um, they were quite intrigued when I said there's no carbs in it. It's only uh, fat and proteins, and everyone just looked at me like, what? <laughs> well, okay, well, it's nice, but is it going to fuel me? I was like, yeah, it should last you for ages. But, um, that made such a, I think I had, I had two or three bagels. Yeah. I think three bagels. And then I had a handful of, they brought me up some grated cheese as well. Yeah. A, hand, a small handful of grated cheese. I had, the, had one bagel there, that's right, and took two with me. Yeah, yeah. And, that set me up for the rest of it. I can't yeah. remember what mileage we was on at Bethesda. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. 40? Yeah, yeah, it's about like three quarter of the way, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, the guy that was with me, to be ran pretty much the whole of the race together, myself and a guy called Alex. Uh, yeah. Or Alistair, sorry. And he was, uh, I was going to say, normal food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was the opposite of me. And he was just saying, he said, I don't get how you're getting food just on this. He was drinking iron brew. Yeah. He was sucking high fives down in. And I thought, so what, I'm not going to send it to you until the end. But he noticed how little I was taken on board. Yeah. Um, but he did see me in the nuts along, like in between checkpoints. Um, so I offered him some. He said, oh, he said, oh, walnuts. He said, they're horrible. I said, yeah, but mega fat. Arms yeah. of walnuts. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I love just it. Keep me going. Yeah. That bag lasted me the whole day. Yeah. Um, so it's. I don't try to convince people. When people are curious, I just say to them, look, this is what works for me. Yeah, definitely. Answers, go on Diet Doctor, they'll give you the science behind it, the yeah. theory behind it, they'll go into more detail than I can remember, um, and then you can make your decision from there. Yeah. But if there's anything you want to ask me, if I can answer it, I will. If not, I'll just say, see Dark Doctor. See Dark Doctor. <laughs> you should get some shares. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think the, the, the good thing is, because a lot of people look, really look into, people say, like, well, how many grams of this are you supposed to have? And how many grams of that? And I say, well, yeah. I don't really know. Because I don't do it. I just eat to what I feel is right for me. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it's not, it's not, you know, rocket science. It's just... Don't eat processed food, don't eat high sugars, and don't eat uh, wheat and gluten, basically, and you're fine. And like you said with the vegetables, is don't eat anything that grows under the ground, eat what's above the ground. It's, uh, you know, it's not like, if you cut it off, then it's not there. It's not like, oh, how many can I have? Can I have? Can I have a little bit of jam or can I have any? Just don't have it. Just have something else instead. It's yeah, and we found that because somebody said to me, oh, similar to like, well, you won't be able to eat this and you can't eat that. I said, well, in that case, I can. I'm choosing not to. Yeah. 
It's a big difference. Yeah, exactly. And, but then I'm choosing not to eat food A, but then I'm eating, eating more of food B. Yeah. Whatever it might be. So I don't see it as losing out. I just yeah. see it gaining somewhere else. Well, anything, anything I see that, oh, I miss this or I miss that, then I found an alternative to it. So, like, I, I used to like pizza, and I still have pizza, but I make my own dough. We're having it tonight, and it's uh, the fathead dough pizza. So there's no carbs in it. It's, you know, almond flowers, cheese, yeah. and cream cheese. It's not... We used... Um the first attempt at pizza bases, we used something, uh, uh, some sort of husk, fit, filius. Oh yeah, system. yeah, I don't go into them. I use like, or, you know, you can do things right. without... Yeah, yeah I've, have other ways of doing it since then, but oh man, I made a right mess. Yeah, I've seen all them physalium husk and all different kind of products and when you can do it with just simple things, it's... I think it's like I mean, everything, they like try to make it a bit more, but it doesn't yeah. have to be really. I think we've not, because we were experimenting, I'm, I'm always quite pretty good at cooking, I'm not brilliant, I can look after myself, but yeah. I say I'm definitely not a chef, um, but we were happy to play an experiment, yeah. see what happens, we'll try this and we'll try that, and if it doesn't work, there's no big deal, because I'll pretty much eat anything, so, yeah. uh, so it would never go to waste. But now I've learned to be that little bit more creative, think about the box, um, and go into the more of the recipes and dark doctor because some of their recipes are fantastic. Yeah. So easy. Um, but quick meals now, whereas before I'd go and buy big tuna Pringles, I'd now go and buy baby bells. Yeah. So they're they're also my 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 new crisps. <laughs> it's really good. It, and it's quite good. Things like dark chocolate grates it over yogurt. Yeah. We have the Greek natural full fat yogurt. Yeah. You just buy like the seventy percent, eighty percent dark chocolate. Yeah. Because zone is quite in your face, isn't it? It's quite bitter. Yeah. I, I think since I've. I'm on the LCHF, my taste buds have changed and like things like the dark chocolate doesn't taste as bitter as it used to be. And yeah, I think I that's because... About 60% on its own just eating it as a normal bar of chocolate. Yeah. Above that, I then have to start breaking it down a little bit more, but yeah. the taste buds are still a little bit like water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, see, you said that the taste buds change. When post-run where I would normally go for sweet stuff, Yeah. Now I tend to go for more salty. Yeah, after the half marathon, all I was looking forward was to have two rashes of bacon and an egg. That's just my thing. I eat yeah. shit with the butter. Yeah. Uh, I think nothing I've got, if I'm running from home, as opposed to driving off somewhere, if I'd run home and get back to the house, I'd come straight in and go straight in for butter on the crisp bread. Yeah. I think it's the salt content of the butter. Yeah. Salt. I think my mine is the peanut butter. I just love it at the moment, and it's like I have it on bagels and also. Sometimes a little bit. Sometimes I've always got tapping on the shoulders like, "Yeah, hello, honey, please have to leave some for me." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> it's my peanut butter. <laughs> and by accident, I find talking about peanut butter. Yeah. I found that um, we bought a different brand of peanut butter. We paid a bit more money for it. Yeah. It's a smooth one, but it seemed quite oily inside. Yeah. I said to my wife, I said, that's, it's not mushy. It's yeah. not like thick and stodgy. So I said, I know you're not supposed to. I said, well, I'll shove it in the fridge. It's almost like it's gone all runny. Yeah. So I the fridge, left it in there a day, took it out, and I had to get a spoon <laughs> to get it out of the jar. It almost like set hard. <laughs> but so I thought, well, that's really rubbish. And I thought, actually, no, that could then have been like little food balls. Yeah. Put them into a plastic bag and went out for a run. Yeah. And as long as they weren't close too tight to your body for the heat to like start to melt and down, I suppose. Yeah. They were really good just to pull out like about the size of a Malteser. Yeah. Just peanut took straight in. Yeah. So that was an accident, but it worked out pretty good. Yeah, it does. I, I usually have um, almond butter as emergency food on me, like a little yeah. sachet of it, and then. It's really in case, you know, you eat too low or whatever, you know, and you're out for longer than you thought you would be. And just yeah. a little tiny bit. Those, the mega versatile one as well. We can yeah. 
in the van that we use for when we go to events so we sleep in the van yeah a jar of coconut oil in there oh yeah I've, have you ever had to yeah coconut oil is like it's replaced everything for me it's I only cook with Anna and I make yeah. fat bombs with it it's no it's brilliant it's, it's a bizarre thing isn't it that's something yeah. that you can rub on your skin yeah and then fry an egg with it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, what someone asked um, on the Facebook page one of the questions was um, I think it was Gert Collins was asking what is your pre-race nutrition and post-race nutrition do you have a, a set nutrition don't before and after routine. don't have a set routine um, it will depend on the time of the day and the size of the event so for example a half marathon what most then they start 10 o'clock half 10 yeah. so probably have a cup of tea or may have a coffee with some coconut oil yeah uh, it doesn't matter what coffee it is you don't have to go posh anything I found anything will do yeah a cup of coconut oil drink as per normal before a run and that that would be me for that event yeah on an event I did in August it was a 78 minor it wasn't starting until 2 o'clock in the afternoon Oh, so right. I sat down and had a full-on fried breakfast at about 10 o'clock. Yeah. So that way you're not feeling heavy, your body's had time to digest it down. Yeah. So it just depends on distance, what speed you intend on running at. Yeah. So I'd say anything marathon and under, I wouldn't normally bother with much. Yeah. If anything, maybe a few spoonfuls of yogurt. Yeah. Uh, and all the coconut oil and the coffee. Post-run... If I'm at home, then it'll be in and have normally cheese, peanut yeah. butter, crackers, the ones that we make. I like to snack first. I don't yeah. like full-on meal. Yeah, yeah, I, I like agree. Bits and pieces from the cupboard. Yeah. Butter, cheese, crackers, the crisp bread things, the crackers, um, and then maybe a couple of hours later, would just be a normal meal. Yeah. Nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah. Um, but also drinks wise it's straight into the milk if I remember we'll take the milk with us yeah. if I'm doing trek and run I get home as soon as I get in the kettle's on because that's obviously a priority yeah. and, <laughs> and it's half a litre of milk sometimes a whole litre of milk it yeah. depends yeah. how much I've worked out um, so yeah so I want to say there's nothing out of the ordinary I don't have a strict regime No. I just go to every field for me Yeah. so if I feel that I need salty I'll go more that way what you fancy at the time yeah. yeah yeah so it's just you've got to find your own way yeah that's why I don't like telling people when they ask me I don't tell them what to do yeah I just say well what I find works for me is X, Y, Z but yeah. I had to play around with that until I found my sort of my happy place with my food yeah you've got to enjoy it no point shoving food down your neck that you don't like no yeah, that's, that's why I try to talk to as many people as possible because I find like it's fine to look on a website and you see all the facts and they almost tell you what you should do. But I find we're all individuals and it's nice to hear different sides of it and how people yeah, yeah. use it and then make your own take out of it and see what yeah. works for you. Yeah, and there's... Some, I've done events where I've driven on my own because a lot of the time if it's ultras a lot of the time my wife will come with me Yeah. Uh, mainly for the safety side so someone can drive drive me home because <laughs> 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 I'm not fit to drive um, but then if we're driving to an event we've always got nuts in the, in the van yeah so a good mixture of our main ones are almonds and walnuts because of high fat content yeah. but then if you there may be some dry roasted in there, some cashew nuts as well, like in some like plastic containers. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just picking as I go. As well yeah. as having a bag of sweets in the car, I'll have nuts in the car. Um, we've always got water in there. Sometimes that's just a meal without realising you're having a yeah. meal. Um, and you can pack away 100 grams of nuts on the way to an event quite easily. Oh yeah, definitely. It doesn't get melted, it doesn't... No. <laughs> it goes well when it's hot, when it's cold, it doesn't... Yeah, the thing with the meals, if you ask... Even if you ask 10 runners who were on that, if, if they're doing the opposite, if they're all high carbs, if you asked all of them what they had for breakfast, 
you'd probably get different you'd probably get five or six different answers oh yeah equally post run they all have their own square by oh yeah. the best thing you can have after a run is yeah. for me it's just whatever's in the fridge um, whatever if I'm out of my own is whatever my wife puts in front of me for tea <laughs> that's good um, <laughs> now, apart from the nutrition, do you do you follow the math method as a training, or do you just you said earlier you just run without a watch or anything? Do you just run by how you feel, or do you try to go much as I feel? Yeah, um, I don't have an actual training program for running. Okay, yeah, if I'm not racing, I just ad hoc as I go along yeah. I generally run rule of thumb is two days during the week sometimes three I'm already to say sometimes three but generally two days during the week and then Saturday and Sunday yeah. uh, or if I do a one day run the weekend then it'll be a really long run two yeah. every day um, and I'm just I think I'm just I'm constantly watching the cars yeah. not getting high there are some days where I'll purposely go out and say, right, that's it. It can be completely fat-burned today. I'm not taking anything with me. I'm just going to go. And I will set a distance. I'll run until I'm happy. Yeah. And I, well, okay, yeah, I'll start turning left and left and left, and that'll bring me back home again. Um, and then other days, I'll set myself almost targets. Like, how far can I go? So I'll give, as in, I'll have a set amount of food. Yeah. That's right. How far can I go on this? Let's see, let's just push and push and push until I know I know when I'm starting to, to fade. Yeah. Um, from the symptoms of what my body does to me, so I I'll push myself. I want to see how far I can go. Yeah. Um, so well, you need to know your limit, don't you? So. You need to know where your limit is, so you know yeah. how far you can go. Really. Yeah, because then you know how far you can go. And yeah also how fast you can go yeah what you put inside you so it's all about I'm constantly learning I'm constantly checking and constantly tweaking yeah. it's almost like um, like a Formula 1 racing car you constantly you know what it can what it can you think you know what it can do yeah. you constantly make little adjustments to get it running the way you want to get it yeah and, and when you hit it that sweet spot it is just brilliant yeah. it's so nice when you get it right um, and then the next day you can go out and you can do exactly repeat the process and completely feel completely different yeah. because like you said we're different we're different we have different days and we feel different yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd say no there's no strict training regime no um, do you run do like you a certain do you have a certain amount of time or miles that you go out for during the week or is it just you go out and run I pretty much just go out and run yeah um, I used to be obsessive about time etc etc and how I was performing the kit I was using I was getting really obsessed so that's why now I'm almost gone the opposite side I don't train I don't speed train I don't have set mileage I have to do each week I don't beat myself up if I miss a run yeah so if I can't go out normally I would run on a Tuesday night but I couldn't today because I had different things to do at the end of the world no I won't double my mileage up tomorrow to miss it to make up for it it's just yeah. it's the way life goes so uh, how much mileage do you generally do I know you it changes obviously but yeah, average. if I'm not racing if I'm not racing and if I haven't got anything up for a while then uh, I'd say probably averaging about 70 a week alright um, so and then depends what races it could be more than that it yeah. could be less it just depends what's on so yeah. Saturday I did 75 I ran Tuesday the midweek yeah. which I think was about 10 and then I did the 58 mile in Wales on Saturday yeah so I would have ran tonight but because of the appointment I had I just ran out of time so yeah. again it would be probably about 8 to 10 miles tonight yeah. then that's it until Saturday then I've got a 24 hour event so that could be yeah. miles plus hopefully yeah. uh, so but not racing 70 a week racing it just depends then my mileage could be up and down uh, yeah 
So, um, it seems like you're doing a lot of races. It seems like you're doing ultras after ultras at the moment. It's like almost one every two weeks. Yeah, I, I went. Um, <laughs> I, I got. I, I put my Superman cape on. <laughs> um, uh, then I have my sensible time, and I spread things out about four to six weeks between events. Yeah. Um, the last two months, I've had one nearly every week. Um, but I, the reason why I've done this, Snowdonia was a late entry friend of mine. Yeah. Couldn't do it. She didn't want to lose the money, so I said, "Yeah, I'll do that." Not yeah. a problem. Ben Nevis was a free entry from one of our sponsors, oh. so I was like, "Got to do that one." Yeah. Next week was my birthday, and the guy, the, the race director, took care of me on yeah. the entry. All right. It was my birthday, and then the weekend after that, my son bought me or paid for a place for me and him to run a twelve-hour event. It's <laughs> a birthday present, so it was like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm saying that. How would you took me to do? To be really hot on the nutrition, yeah, and to take care of myself, yeah, um, and two races down, I feel really, really good. How do you recover? Because how do you recover? Don't you have any recovery time in between? Now, see, this is the weird thing. My wife calls me a bit of a freak, but in a loving way. Yeah. <laughs> um, for some reason, my body recovers very quickly. Yeah. Now, it's got to be something to do with nutrition that's yeah. going to be linked well, to... Well, I was going to say that I recover really quick, like 24 hours maximum, and my body is like reset. And yeah. from after a race, obviously, because training, I don't actually need the recovering. But like after the half marathon, next day I was I couldn't feel it. But then the day after, it's like right, we're back. Um, but like with ultras, it, it must take a lot more out of you, know? It's yes and no. Sometimes they do. I'm just like thinking back over events I've done where I've really struggled to recover. Some of the events are so brutal. Um, there was an event I did uh, last year, it was something like 18,000 feet or 78 miles, um, really smashed it really hard, went yeah. flat out from the beginning, and I could walk probably for three or four days. I was yeah. in an absolute mess. Um, but then I've just done a 75 mile, 4,000 meters of ascent, so similar ascent, yeah. similar distance. Um, Sunday I was achy, could have been a place till midnight, didn't sleep properly, couldn't get a shower anywhere, yeah. so weren't great. But then yesterday at work, felt absolutely fantastic, wide awake, wow. full of energy, no achy muscles. Um, yeah. So I think it's a combination of nutrition, what you, what you do after, immediately afterwards, your post run, yeah. uh, sleep, yeah. massive, all right. Um, I find the night of the event I can't sleep very well I'm twitching no. jumping everywhere my body's in having to work overtime to try and do all the repair yeah second night that I have a really deep sleep so then yeah. the body works must work 20 till it doesn't because I wake up that day after then just like bang I haven't ran yeah um, and I think part of it is just I think the way we're built individually Again, yeah. because we're all different. Um, so I'd say it's partially down to my nutrition and sleep, but I think a lot of it is down to just something that's within me, whatever it is, enables me to recover really quickly. Yeah. I did a, a 184 mile race last year, and then the weekend after, I ran a marathon in under two hours. And it's like, Hang on, this shouldn't be happening. I shouldn't even be walking after running 184 miles. Um, and then three weeks later, did two back-to-back marathons and broke my PB on both runs. Yeah, we've got somebody around here that's a bit like that. Um, oh well, he is going to run with you. I think the Snowdonia back-to-back, Gordon. Yeah, <laughs> it was a stupid thing I did a couple of years ago, and it's carried on. Um, so what we're going to do is going to run the unofficial one. Not sure which direction we're going to go in yet. Yeah. Might be the official way round or called the opposite way round, which is easier, I think. Yeah, um, probably. Then we'll line up on the line ready for number two. 
Oh, wow. It was a stupid idea. Two years ago, bored up one night watching TV on Facebook. It was about four or five days before the snowboarding race. Yeah. So I was there. Right, who fancies joining me? Five o'clock in the morning. We'll do, we'll run in the opposite direction. I'll buy you breakfast at Pete's Eats and Bambaris. How many want to join me? <laughs> Most of the responses began with F and ended in F. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was just tongue in cheek. And thought nothing of it. A couple of days later, I thought, why not? Let's give it a go. Yeah. Let's see what happens. So I went out on my own, got up at five o'clock in the morning, did it in reverse, got back about half nine, joined up, had a good shower, changed kit, cup of soup, bang, off I went. I loved it. Really, really enjoyed it. It was a good day. Really? So the following year, yeah. I formed a little, um, little Facebook group, contacted um, Buff, who I'm sponsored by, and said, look, any chance, got a load of people who were interested in doing a double snow dominant marathon any chance you could throw some buffs that way yeah. so they gave me 10 Star Wars buffs okay. in a way to get people who'd done it yeah um, and 10 people turned up it was great <laughs> it was really good and I think this year we've got I think on the last count about 7 oh really yeah I'm going to change it slightly the idea at the moment seems to be start the first one at midnight yeah doing about five hours nice and steady nothing stupid then you've got five about five hour break yeah so a lot of them say well they might do it that way so yeah. you can have a best in between um, I'll probably do it at the five o'clock start <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably do it the other way right I think I'll get bored yeah <laughs> can't have a shower no hang around for five hours and go to bed and I, I don't for me I don't like the idea of that it worked for him at the great so yeah so it just started off with something silly silly idea and it's taken on a little bit so yeah I'm going to push it again this week see if I can get any more people to join in yeah I, I won't <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to do the single one first and then we'll see you maybe next year or something but which one are you doing? Uh, the Snowdonia Herreri Oh, you're doing it, aren't you? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm um, doing the official time, not the midnight of 5 o'clock. I do the 10 o'clock start. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but it's a great event. Loves yeah, it. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I live here and I just love it here. So. I've done it, I think, for officially five, I think. Yeah. Five years in a row, I think I've done it. And it's good, and we know I'm part of a group called um, Derby Jackson Money Tracks, it's like a social Facebook and runners. Yeah. And Jane Lloyd, she's part of our group, but she's also one of the main organisers of Snow Domi Marathon. All right. And she's amazing, she's a great woman. Yeah. Really I tried to do the triple. Yeah. And it didn't work. Then I went back in January yeah. this year to try it again. Yeah. And she turned up after the second one. With homemade scones, flask of tea. Nice. <laughs> she was absolutely amazing. I just did it on back on a weekend. Yeah. So where are you now? She phoned me up. Where are you doing? Oh, I'm at Saunders and so. Oh, I'll meet you in Clanberries for the registration for the marathon. I'm bringing <laughs> some stuff down. She got me a t-shirt. No, don't marathon buff. Eight scones. It was like wow. It's just amazing. Just off her own back. Yeah. That's it. So she's a really good woman, and that's what makes the course good. Yeah. It's almost like a family orientated event, so yeah, yeah. So we'll be doing the stupid, the stupid, brilliant idea of a double again this year. All right, well, good luck with that. <laughs> Should be good, but the only downside this year, I've got to drive all the way down to Plymouth Square after for my grandson's christening. Oh, that's not going to be good. No, no. yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we do these things, don't we? Yeah, definitely. You'll have to come and do the pen cleaner and try next year. Well, at the moment, um, I've got too much on at the moment, or oh, there's too much choice. It's not until like, June. <laughs> yeah. You know that buffet table on about at Ultras where they have too much food? Yeah. Yeah, next year's got too many races. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't got enough weekends to get them all in. No. Uh, I've got a big adventure, an idea for a big adventure, a solo adventure run, or maybe even oh, somebody else yeah. next year. Um, so I've got to sit down with my wife and look at the logistics yeah. of that first, depending on how that will look, will depend on what events, races I do next year. Yeah. 
but it's going to be four, if it worked logistically it'd be 400 miles plus wow I did a couple this year just me in a tent sleeping bag yeah and just here for like four or five days on my own yeah uh, next year I've got a big big plan coming up which I'm not going to say more about yet because I've got to persuade my wife that it's a good idea it's always the hardest part yeah I've got somebody who wants to book with me next year yeah uh, but that will be until the six week holiday so somewhere between July and the end of August no right but that'll be a big that's good that's going to be like 400 plus miles over a couple of weeks so that should be should yeah. be good fun yeah um, all I can say it involves three countries yeah <laughs> um, so yeah race wise the pendulum's good it looks really good it's coastal it's tough yeah some miles um, some beautiful people organise it you know Hugh and Gordon yeah um, so I'll say yes I will do it but I'm not sure which year <laughs> Should do it as a training run. That's what Gordon did. Yeah, he's done. He's smashed out some good events. Yeah, he's done that, and he's done the Great Britain Ultra, the two hundred miles from coast to coast, and straight behind that, he did the Ring of Fire, and all with a broken sternum. It's yeah. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he does he's it. Doing, he's doing a Snowdonia demo at the end of the month. Isn't yeah. It? And with a smile. He's always so chilled at that. He's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing what you find you can you find yourself doing. Yeah. Race-wise, etc. And it also proves what we're capable of. Yeah. When people say, I can't do this, I can't do that. Yeah, that, definitely. That has disappeared out of my head now. It's never a case of I can't. No. It's well, I found out during a race it's not so much your body it's your mind that race it's not your body just follows but your yeah, mind you says you can do it yeah exactly yeah. yeah right it was really nice to talk to you thank you for taking some time no problem and uh, I'll probably see you in Snowdonia then Snowdonia yeah, yeah six weeks yeah, just just look out for the crowd that will sleep on the grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will do. Okay, thank you very okay, much, Swin. Thanks. Thank you, take care. Bye. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the interview and you've learned a lot. I know I did. And can't wait to uh, meet Dwayne, Dwayne Roberts, on the start line of the Snowdonia Marathon and catch up with him uh, probably not for long because he'll leave me behind but hey, who knows um, so yeah, thank you for listening happy running and keep an eye on the Facebook page for updates and recipes and hope your training goes as well as mine is ok, bye